We are live. <laughs> and welcome back. Sort of live. Man. Coming out of a interesting weekend. Dude, it's first ever local since of the year. Sunday. It's been interesting every day. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that so our original plan was to record this Sunday night. Just didn't work out time wise. I'm glad it didn't. I've had three days to talk. We spent 45 minutes on the phone last night kind of just discussing the weekend and discussing the series and and everything. So I'm glad that we didn't just jump into it because I would have totally overreacted and made a fool of myself. Well, yeah, we were definitely a little upset. And you can never talk about something until after you sleep on it at least once. Yeah, and... Let's jump right into it. I was gonna. I wanted to talk about the National Endora first, but we'll get into it. First local of the year, ECA, Ormond Farms, which has a reputation of being, I don't want to say terrible, rough. And I, I don't know if it was just a different rough. It was just a, a different atmosphere all weekend. The track just broke down weird just because of the conditions. It was... Coming into it on Saturday, I had set my expectations very, very low, and I don't know what. What were your overall feelings on it for the weekend? Um, I think I had fun at the end of the day. I had fun. I think the track was lazy, lazy put together. Um, I mean, most of it looked like they took a skid steer and went through it for seven miles for the C C event, whatever it may be. Um, everything I rode to see with you lost my bet, so I still got the hundred dollars for yeah, you. Yeah, I was about to say somebody yeah. me a hundred dollars. I gave it to you. You gave it back, but I didn't have pockets. I understand, but um, the C class, them guys were just one line, and they follow that that line. Like oh. it's super, super bad how they just don't haven't learned. You know what I mean? And it's funny because it. At the end of last year, I would say I was starting to understand the concept of really rounding corners, carrying momentum, doing that. And then you get back into this for the first time. Well, I raced the GNCC, but the first local of the year, GNCCs aren't anywhere <laughs> so different than this. But, yeah, I found myself the first two laps getting stuck in C-class lines. Once I started widening the corners out, getting out of the braking bumps, I mean, all of our friends that rode the c or rode the main event i told them i'm like listen like six inches you just got to be six inches out of that chop the chop was horrible there was no good way to set up for it the, didn't matter what you did with your suspension but yeah you just had to stay out of it and it took me two laps to figure that out and in my case it was two laps too long i think my initial when i came off the track you were there i was pretty upset i was pretty annoyed at the whole situation i think i was more upset that i just sucked you you didn't suck as bad as you could have sucked, though. Well, and so, again, after having three days to think about it, my best ever hair scramble finish, and I rode like crap. And you made $100. And I got paid, and I didn't have to pay to get in. So, I made I made money racing a dirt bike. <laughs> Might never do that again. Score! So, yeah, let's get into the track a little bit. So, I do want to preface this with, I'm not just coming in and trashing people places anything about the race i spent a lot of time saturday night and 
a lot of times Sunday after the race, I was one of the last people to leave talking to um, different club members, different riders. I, I caught up with the top four overall. We'll throw them in here at some point. We got a couple quick interviews with them. But I spent a lot of time talking to club members, what their feelings were on the track and where they think it could have been better or where they think they missed the mark. And I got some good feedback from them. I think most of them had this similar feelings to us um, in in terms of that it was it might have been a, a touch lazy. I, and it's hard to say just because the conditions we've we've talked about it we think the conditions is kind of what saved the race from being a shit show in terms of injuries and, and speed because if, if we would have had the traction in the vision the speed would have been it would have been crazy it was it was already fast as it is so add in add in being able to see and being able to get traction i think that would have would have been a dangerous situation so the dust and the dryness kind of saved it on the same token with the laziness, the arrowing and the ribbon just, in my opinion, just wasn't there. I, I mean, I agree. There, I can, there's three turns. I blew three laps in a row every, no matter what. And I, I knew they were coming, but couldn't remember exactly. Like, I was like, okay, I blew this turn last lap. Oh, here it is. This is why. Because... No houring, and then the ribbon's eyesight instead of down. Like, and so, and and the, I'm pretty good at looking up, like looking up, but in the sections where I needed to look up, I had to look down to see what was because there was big holes and big, like, not even there was no ruts. It was all messed up, so it was hard to be able to look up and not for that couple of seconds to get through that. And well, the next thing I know, I'm into the ribbon, or next thing I know, I'm blowing through straight to the the old track where you usually go because that's what i've done right to, you know for the last 10 years i've gone straight all of a sudden they turn right and i forgot about it just first lap the second lap and the third lap i will say there was a couple a couple points where i did notice they were running ribbon you know top to bottom down to a log or something if you don't know that trick rich mentioned it in our last pod you got to put it where people are looking especially in the sea event people are looking down they're not looking up ahead like they should be i'm guilty of it too so I will give him credit. I did see that used a couple times. But, man, it's hard. It's hard. I really took the last two days and thought about, you know, you're given a pro- property that's been run on at this point for 15 years. At one point, we were racing that place four times a year. We raced it twice for ECA and twice for NEOC. There's only so much you can do there. And, yes, there still is some – there is places I think they could do stuff, but – I talked to Ron, who is a pretty pivotal part in the hair scrambles for ECA, and he was like, listen, he's like, yeah, there might be a piece, you know, you might see a piece, oh, yeah, that's not used, but then 15 feet on the other side of it, it is already. You can only move trail 25 feet so many times before you run out of trail. So, overall, I think now that I got the, you know, look back, hey, we got to spend a weekend racing our dirt bikes. Win. And so... But yeah, like we've said before, we just want to make it. We just wanted to be better. After speaking with a couple of the club members, they kind of shared the same feelings on arrowing being a problem. Not only so much the arrowing being a problem, with there not being enough, was also the colors. 
It was, was seven uh, different colors of arrows. There was one arrow that I've never even knew, like to know yeah, the, the yellow color. one, the yellow, yellow and blue. Yeah. I'm like, where? What is that? Hey, if you uh, if you've seen the yellow arrow, go to our Instagram uh, when we when when this comes out and say, hey, yeah, I seen the yellow arrow. Let's see how many people seen the. I, I saw at least two. Probably it's the last mile or so of the track. Last two miles, maybe on the backside of the pit is where I seen them. Yeah, it was a left hand turn. Yeah, I saw two. So, have you seen the yellow arrow? Write in the comments. Hey, I seen the arrow. Let's see. Uh, let's see how many people seen that. I, it seems so trivial. Like, who cares? It's an arrow. I think it's one of the things that I pick up from racing GNCCs. If, if you've never been to a GNCC before, they have a list that'll come out. That'll be up at score up at signups. It'll say. ATVs are blue and white. Morning uh, quads are this. Morning bike is red and white. That's what I'm used to looking for. And then black and orange is bike only. So when I'm going to the woods and I see a bunch of red and white arrows, well, then I see a black and orange arrow. It's just kind of the kind of like throws you for a loop for a second. You don't really know what you're you're looking for. You don't know if it's an old arrow from an old event. Yeah, you don't know if you're off track, if you're on the main loop when you're supposed to be on the C loop. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Thankfully, I did get the e-bike to track on Saturday night. And I, that's a huge advantage for me. And I think it's a huge advantage for, advantage for anybody. But, so that helps. You know what I mean? I had a, a really good idea of what I was going into. But it's just one of the little things. I mean, when you can have, you know, all the same arrows, it's just one less thing that you got to worry about while you're on the bike. I mean, at this point, we're nitpicking. But it's just, we're just pointing out what we noticed. I don't know if it's nitpicking, though, because I was first line. And so we have two totally different perspectives on this because I've never been in that situation. I was first line out front. Like, I had from... The second turn to the finish line, I was first all day. I mean, physically, my team let me down, didn't tell me that I was not overalling it, but um, apparently on the first lap, I pulled a big lead out on them guys. And granted, I'm I'm an A guy, but they got, there's, there's at least two kids in there that are A kids with me. Uh, listen, there's no hate. The, the two people in, in sportsmen who did very well – you being one of them, Brett Robbins being the other, we're both in that class for what that class is designed for. So you can take care of a rider that's in the main. You taking care of Justin Lafferty, helping pit him. And Brent, not so much pit, pitting his wife, Megan, who raced the main, but taking they, care of the baby. I was going to say, yeah, you got to take he's got to take turns taking care of the baby. That's what that class is designed for. Yeah. So I rode the class that. I was able to still go out, have fun with my friends, and make bets with you. Yeah, and, and it, the it, kids that I'm like, the kids that look up to me, I get to ride with them and have I, them chase me, try to chase me down. Them you know schoolboy I mean? kids are no joke. They no, and I, they proved it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, granted, I could have gone faster. I was being told I had a big lead. I had Rich out there saying, "Think smart, yeah. think smart." So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I must be way out on these people. So I'm like. Maybe they're just, they want me to back it down, just be like, be safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and this was, this was too before you, it was right when you were starting to get into the, the traffic, right? It was kind of that second lap. 
so the big lead sign I got was right after lap one was completed. So like 0.5 mile in on the second lap, I seen Justin Harris and he goes, gives me a hand signal, big yeah, lead, big, big lead. lead. And right there you could see it wrap around and I'm still seeing sportsman guys coming through when I'm going past the pits. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe they're just coming through. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I, there's no way I thought that was going to happen. And I had a couple mistakes on the first lap. I stalled twice. And so I'm like, man. But when I stalled the first time, I could hear people. So I'm like, all right, they're not that far. Yeah. The second time I stalled was after the second part field where you come straight and then you make that uh, little right left. Not the normal field by like the gunning club, but the other field. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after you made that hard left with that route, it was probably our mile four, but at the end of that field, it was mile card seven. So I stalled there and I could see the field and I'm, my bike's like not starting. So I've wasted 30 seconds there or something probably. Mm. And nobody's coming. I'm like, dude, how am I out yeah. like this? Like, so I was like, all right, maybe I am just way out on these guys. I can back it down a little bit. So I did. And then on the second start of the second lap, I was catching people already. Like, yeah, and, and back to the track, kind of just overall on the weekend. When I bike the track on Saturday night, I when I bike the track, whenever I do, I always take it super slow, especially if I know I have time, which I had plenty of. Um, I I stop a lot. Just you know, just look at the track, look at the trees, look at the markers. It's one of the things that I picked up from Stu doing the weekly weekly shows with T Shep. It's just, you know, pick marks, stuff like that. So when I bike the track, I take my time. And I, I had a lot of thoughts. I talked to a couple other people out there. I caught up with uh, Braden. Braden Nulette came down and raced and talked to him while I was out on the track. And we were kind of talking about things and, and what he saw, what I was seeing. Just trying to – I'm just always trying to get a better understanding of the race, the track, just everything in general. And I didn't think that lappers were going to be big of, that big of a deal just because of how wide everything was and it's funny how sometimes it doesn't translate as good as those e-bikes are and as fast as you can go on them it raced way different than it than it looked when i biked the track on saturday night so even me i didn't have it i didn't have too many problems with lappers but <laughs> it was definitely trickier. it was more interesting to get around them than i thought it was going to be and so once I started catching them, them guys, they don't want to move. And, like, I I don't want to ruin anybody's race, and I yeah, don't want right. to blow them off the track. Like, obviously, I, I know how to, but right. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to ruin anybody's race. So I'm trying to be nice. I'm revving a lot at them. I'm yelling at them. Like, I mean, I know I'm coming up out of nowhere on them, and I'm, I tried the Caleb thing where you rev early. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I, I had the same similar feeling. I feel like they hear you, but they, they just don't want to move. They act like... They act like they're double A out there, and they deserve to be. And I don't pass a, a lot of people. I I I did I do get a lot a decent it, at local races. I'm starting to get to the point now where I am passing a bunch of people from the lines in front of me. I worked pretty well through the C the C heavy guys this weekend, and well, there's 52 I, of them. I tried I tried the the early rev that works to an extent. I think that does help. Just let somebody know that hey, you're coming. I think the, the the difference that we kind of have in situations is 
if I'm in that situation, when I, if I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, I'm passing people who are significantly closer in speed to me than you are. You're coming up on people who are not like it's two different brackets. You're in a class top 10 overall in Enduros and you're coming up on people that are on the backside of the sea line. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've been there <laughs> a year ago today. I was there, right? but that speed differential in my head, when I hear somebody come up on me that fast, man, I'm in the bushes. Now, if I hear somebody back there putting along, man, I'm not moving over. If you, if you can ride behind me that long, you can get around me. Yeah. You, then you got to earn it. But I come up on these guys and it shows in my lap times. On the second lap, I dropped. I mean, granted, the first lap is always the it fastest. Was, it was a mile short. So, but you can see it in lap time, in my opinion, that the first or the second lap, I started catching guys. Right. My third and my fourth lap, I dropped two minutes difference. You know what I mean? Look at look at all these excuses he's got. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, I don't think you're racing the next race, so. I, I just I say that to mess with people. I don't know. What, hey, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It depends. I'm a farmer right now. Maybe we'll have a rematch in a week and a half or so. <laughs> we can have a rematch, but you ain't getting my money back. I'm going to use that. That's like two races. Yeah. So once I caught them guys, and in a lot of the videos I post on my Instagram, you can see me. I'm, I'm having <laughs> a good time. Off, yeah. But I, I can't do nothing. These yeah. guys don't move over. And it's too, it's in the places that all the people are watching, it's too sketchy to be getting off of the, like, I don't want to say the main line, but going around everybody because there's 30 of them in a line. Well, and and it, I got to pass 30 of them. I mean, I passed 160 people. So, like, and like you said, trying to get around people, that place has been so used up. Like we've said, there's not too much more 25 feet. <laughs> like, you. <laughs> The track's been moved and moved and moved over and over again. And and they did a good job of routing it different ways behind the campers where it's usually just S-Bends. They routed it through there uh, differently. Last time I'd seen it like that was, I don't know, two or three years ago, which that's shoot eight, <laughs> eight races ago, as many times as they run there. I don't know. Anything I can think of is maybe Gene... The owner of the property doesn't want them cutting more trail. That was that was asked by me, mm -hmm. and that was declined. Because... There is no limitation on cutting trail. I feel like even if they didn't want to cut trail, they could have made the race better by, okay, this is where we're going. Clean up 10 foot each side. Give us an option to be out of the main line. And it was funny... We talked about the quote-unquote, and I don't like using the word laziness, because to put on one of these events it, takes, it takes a, lot of, a lot of work. And I'm buddies with a lot of these guys in this club, CDR. I, I rode with a, a good little chunk of them this weekend, and, and those guys came up to me after the race and were like, hey, like, love the pod, but also, like, I was asking them, like, hey, like, who who's in charge of this? Am I off thinking that this was done like this like just just asking questions i'm genuinely gaining, I'm, gaining I'm, the knowledge yeah, before I'm you curious can. like i'm not trying to just come into this <laughs> swinging saying you know this sucks like but i think we've stated that enough and i hope that that's very clear to everybody that that's not our intentions but one section in particular uh close to the before you get to the rock garden about half a mile before the rock garden we came and crossed the road 
Oh, your line you're so happy about. Well, yes, but before that, I want to talk about this. It's a straightaway that we've ran hundreds of times. There's some tight trees. It kind of S's a little bit, but there's a line through the center of it. You came, do you know where the, uh, sorry, we're going to take two seconds and explain this. Do you know where the big dozer is in the woods? Yeah. Okay, we came by that. We came out of the pit. We came through that woods, and we kind of went straight across all the way to that little road crossing. Okay. We crossed that road. We made a right-hand corner, and then we kind of go down like a straightaway. Like, it's not perfectly straight. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in and out of the trees. We've done that straightaway for- I'm following now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years. Yep. They used plenty of ribbon in there to mark off bad lines because the holes in there at this point are unfixable. They've been used so many times. But then on the same token, there's there's not ribbon in corners. Which, getting back to your point, is, hey, maybe they could take a couple seconds and just go through and check each side of the trail. When they're just putting ribbon up in front of holes and not going around them, right. are they really going to spend the time to go? And and that kind of takes away from, from hair scrambles, from off-road. You know, like... That that idea of, hey, you can use your 25 feet, but you don't know what's there. I know this weekend I had a line picked out. Um, it was right after the rock garden when you crossed that road. There was another little road there. The line went to the left. There was a kind of a sweeping corner. I had saw the night before that there was a straight line. It was a little jump. First lap I came through and hit it and... Um, your girlfriend Shannon was right there and she was like, I was like, no school. Like you like jumped at the first lap. And then by time I got back to that line at the end of the day, probably four or five laps into the main underneath what I was jumping, that line had now turned into a main line and there was just a giant stump and it was dangerous. And that's kind of that that risk that you're taking getting off the main line. I mean, this line was in no means cutting track. It was well within 25 feet. It was actually within 10, five. Yeah. <laughs> like it was whether which side of the tree you went to, but man, it's tough. And it's tough when, when the state of New Jersey cracks down so bad, when people are so sue happy, when nobody wants to run, or nobody wants to let us use property anymore. You got to take advantage of what you had and, and now that I got a chance to look back, do I wish the situation wasn't like it is? Do I wish we had more property, better better places, fresh track? Yes. But for what that club had, for what they were dealt with, overall, I, uh, overall, I think they did a okay job. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, old son. <laughs> All right. And if CDR wants, I will go out there and I will help them. I'm not saying I don't want to take over nothing. Yeah. I will, but I can't talk shit and not be willing to help them. Just like so, perfect example. We we talked about it in, in previous. I went to a meeting. I you know I wasn't happy. Like blah, blah blah blah. It's all good now. Yeah. All good. It's all cleaned up. But you know they wanted somebody to step up and do, um, kind of like a club review. You know, these are our club members that raced. This is where they finished. Hey, you guys did a good job. So I spent my break today, um, my lunch break. I went through and grabbed the riders list, went through, picked out everybody, put them on a spreadsheet. So 
that's something that hopefully they'll throw up on our club Facebook page. They'll talk about it at the meetings. Just just a little thing that, that they suggested. And I was like, hey, I'll step up and do that. Like, if I'm going to say this sucks, like, uh, I got to be responsible too. On to your point with the same feeling, there's this tendency between CDR and Tri-County. And I, I know where it stems from. But, man, for two for for this area to be able to hold two clubs that put on four um, pretty darn good events a year it's impressive especially for what we're dealing with landwise and stuff and we've had our our bickering between them man i wish we could kind of find a way to bridge the gap i would love to go out and help the cdr guys on their work day because it was... But I feel like it should be more than one day. Well, and they, and they, I will say, CDR does a fantastic job on their website. Their website, they have your work, the work days, and, and they do a really good job with, in my opinion, they do a really good job with their club guys are there on Saturday working, and, and you can tell which ones are there, you know what I mean, on Sunday too. Like, I think they do a good job. Like any club, you're going to have the people that don't show up, and blah, 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 blah. We're not even going to get into that, but... What I'm getting at is, like, man, I would love to have went out there that the weekend before and helped those guys put up arrows or, or help them, you know, clean up some trail or do any of that. But I feel like the clubs get so separated in that it, this is our club and this is your club that that it gets lost. Yeah, at the end of the day, we all want to put good events on and have good things to ride. So sometimes I feel like you just need to say put your pride aside and say this is the best for our community of what we're doing. Yeah, and it's just like being out in the woods cutting trail with your buddies or even me like when i go and bike to tracks like i see lines that other people don't see you're going to see a line that i don't see there's going to be like the woods is this just giant canvas and yeah there's a lot of used stuff stuff out there but hey maybe there isn't any more stuff out there to do maybe we go out there and we say holy shit this is incredibly challenging what they do with the property is is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. And then we can go out and say, man, these guys dealt a tough hand. They put on an incredible event. Right. Now, in that group, I don't – I only know one or two CDR guys. I know Tony and um, Joe, right? Something there. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only two I really know. Their group – is, are they the fastest group guys they that have? Man, CDR's got a bunch of fast, fast, fast guys. Uh, Hunter Keen, second in a two fifty this weekend. He's part of that club. Yeah, you have Greg Norberg, Joe. They all Tony, all a vet guys or a senior guys. I'm not sure, but yes, all all fast my, a guys. My point is, is because Joey Ford's in that club. If if those A guys are helping put this on, I feel like I'd be able to tell because that track that I rode was not, in my opinion, arrowed or really put together by an A guy because of where things were placed. You know what I mean? I, I will say that uh, I spoke with a lot of club members and at their work party last weekend, they were told that, hey, the trail's pretty much done like 
go take a ride. If you see anything that needs to be touched up, like go for it. And they kind of got got out there and kind of had the same feeling I did on Saturday. Um, so the previous weekend, they spent a bunch of time putting up more arrows, putting up ribbon. So it was improved upon from what they were, from what was said from the trail boss, I'm assuming, was finished. They went through and said, whoa, 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 like this isn't, this isn't finished. I think that's part of where the air, the arrows came in because from the club members I talked to, they kind of just grabbed some arrows and went and, and tried to, to do the best job they could. And understanding that information, again, changed my perspective on the whole thing because, okay, that's why there's mixed up arrows. Like, that's why there's different color arrows. Like, they were tr- like that. Just if you put it in that perspective, if somebody went through and used all one color arrows the first time, and then people went back through and put up more that were different colors, they did a darn good job trying to clean it up because there was a lot of different color arrows out there and just in different places and stuff. So, again, it's all perspective and, and things happen and weather doesn't cooperate and people don't show up to help. And so, yeah, I think, like I said, I think on Saturday I was, I was concerned. I, t- I took my normal bitch into Ron and went and talked to him for a couple of minutes and was trying to get him to, was trying to get him to add us, give us some mileage. Cause in the fall I was bitching that we didn't have enough mileage and they ended up giving us more. So I tried it again. It didn't work, but what was our total mileage? I don't know. It was, they said it was seven and a half. So I don't have an odometer on. I didn't have my watch on. From what I can tell, doing mile an hour averages by your watch, by another buddy's, I think it was less than seven and a half. I think it was probably closer to seven. But again, what's the difference in half a mile at that point? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty. F- it went by really fast for me. I just like went by, went by. I didn't check my watch till seventy minutes in. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the same feeling. Oh, the first two laps, we talked about your race. Talk about mine for a little bit. My first two laps were no. Absolute, I don't want to talk about yours. I don't give a shit. We're gonna talk about mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I told everybody that I was going out for a whole shot. Ended up getting third into the first turn. You keep saying you're gonna get one. I, I just, I hey, I gotta work listen, with you. Listen, third into the first turn from where I came from last year impressive and there was no first turn pile up this year where like 30 people went down yeah it's good good. i pulled a start me and a buddy um mike wargo after a couple turns ended up going into like the woods woods one two he's a sandbagger we're not gonna talk about it i'm not talking shit because guess what if i would just go faster he wouldn't be a sandbagger then i would be a sandbagger michael in all seriousness mike is mike's cool guy i've known him for a long time and i've raced him me and him caught up he's like i didn't know you were in my class i'm like i didn't know either i didn't even know you were on my line like i didn't even know you had a dirt bike well so we like caught up i know he's a big race car guy and then all for a guy he does everything now big race car guy that car's badass the samurai is badass too or whatever the heck that thing is but anyway I was the C two fifty class always. It, I don't know what it is. I don't, and maybe it's different. Maybe a open is the same way. But I mean, there always seems to be a good group of us. We always have good battles. We always call each other sandbaggers. Eric Wood, and I'll say it, Travis, Travis, Travis Cooper needs to be in B class, man. That kid's. But Eric beat him. 
Right. I think Eric needs to be in B class too. <laughs> Back where he belongs. Like he used to be in B class. He's but, he's old and has a hey, kid now. Me and Eric talked on Saturday and I told him, I was like, listen, I was like, man, it's a little frustrating. I was like, but man, you got a kid and I'm like, listen, if you're gonna beat me on that old ass bike, I should probably just get faster. I'm out here with a brand new bike and you're High on dollar some, bike, yeah. you're on something from like two thousand and nine. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. So hey, Eric had a great ride this weekend. He passed me like I was standing still, and I felt pretty good when he passed me. But anyway, so I got a good start, and man, I've never had a problem with gloves, ever, ever. I don't know if I just didn't put them on right or what, or maybe it's all in my head, and I just suck, and I need an excuse, but I found an excuse. It was definitely the gloves, so... By time I came through, if you don't wear gloves, you, you can't have, have a glove issue. Yeah, I know. But I came through the first lap in seventh or eighth. By time I pulled over, and thank God Nate was there because I started trying to take my gloves off and I couldn't. My hands didn't work. He ripped my gloves off. By the time we got them off, and it already been a couple miles. I'm pretty sure I was. I was outside of the top ten for sure. I'm pretty sure I was closer to twelfth because as soon as I jumped back in, I popped off. I I passed two guys right back. And then I made a couple other passes, and I got passed once more on the on that second lap, and then I kind of fell into a groove. But yeah, I just suck. <laughs> I would just go faster. You don't be suck, Sammy. You I, don't have man. Let's these let's, kids you've been racing have years on is, a bike. How long has Eric Wood been on a bike for? Probably as long as I have ten. Yeah. I'd say ten years. Right, and and I was gonna say Travis Cooper. Me and him both, last year was his first year racing, my first year racing. We were very competitive, very similar all year. He ended up really getting fast, like getting good. He got a couple years on me. He a young in. He one of them young boys, so I think I got eight years on him. I think he's 20. So, but, yeah, overall, great weekend. Any weekend riding your bike is better than a weekend not riding your bike. So, And when you don't have to drive hours away to go right man, home, it's a good It's day. nice. It was nice. I got to work on Saturday. I uh, I had loaded up and took all my stuff to work with me. Bounced out of work, ran over there, got the e-bike out, went and biked around, and was able to wake up early, sleep in my own bed, went out Sunday morning, biked a little bit more, just, you know, got the blood flowing. Man, I love I miss it. It, it reminds me of NEOC days and man what i want to do to have any oc back but i um i'm i'm i think i'm gonna reach out to them and see if they have listened that they know about it and maybe we can i might be able to work brian into a podcast and i think that'd be a good one that that would be it yeah i i'm all for it i'll reach out a lot's changed since since he ran that series. I'm interested to see if he still follows. They were out in the fall. Him and Kelsey came out because I got to catch up with them. Me and Kelsey ended up getting actually. Um, we weren't too good of friends during NEOC, but kind of as NEOC was falling off, she ended up going to the same college that I did. So we kind of you know, became not close, but more friendly through that. So me and her catch up whenever i see her we'll have like a you know what i mean a nice conversation so but yeah it'd be great her and her boy or uh, they're married now Noodle, yeah it's crazy they could ride and they back they in were, the day they were fine yeah so. if if yeah, i mean they yeah they moved into the car scene like most 
normal people do. They get off these stupid dirt bikes and get into cars, and and we've tried multiple times. We just keep at this point. You've had two different quote unquote race cars. We've bought and motors and my everything. And the only reason I got rid of the drag car or whatever the street car you want to call it is because my mom broke her hip. If she didn't break her damn hip, I would still have that car, and I probably would never be on a bike again. That was my dream car, but like that car. But no, like right now, I'm looking for trucks and stuff, and it's just like I tagged you in two today. I, I messaged a guy, the white one. Nice. Anyway, anyway, we're getting way off track here, but yeah, we're just yeah, that would be awesome to get Brian on. So hey, we got a list at this point of people. I'm working on getting this stuff for doing phone calls. Um, I, yeah, I figured we got probably another month or so, probably two months. Once, uh, once summer break comes along, I would really like to have that. And I talked to Thorne again this weekend. He, he came down road. He, he's still like, yo, yo, like, let me know. I'll call in. So we'll have to get him on one weekend and just, are we moving over to the main now? Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about that. I th- he was on a freaking mission, man. You see, you see his TikTok, Ooh. You seen my comment? <laughs> yeah, Thorn was Thorn was on a mission. Came out the first lap, kind of jumped in behind Tino. They were all kind of in a decent little pack. Very early in the first lap, I'd say probably around mile one, he made a move, got in the lead, and and never looked back. But on the same token, it's the dust this weekend. We talked to everybody. We talked to to Justin, Justin Lafferty about it. The dust kind of separated people to a point where it just kind of broke the race up. If you go back and look at lap times and look at finishes, I mean, everybody was about a minute off of each other. And that's something that you normally don't see. Either there's one person who breaks out or... Or there's a battle in the lead, and then they're way off. Like, usually it's not, like, one minute, one minute, one minute. And I think the top four were all, like, a minute and 30 seconds. And, and I mean, the top six were all within sh- shooting range. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Justin was still still in the mix there. They were all right there. He's, him, I Dylan talked to him. Yeah, I talked to him, and he said, like, every lap he would catch Dylan – and then where he would catch him, he'd get in the field, and he just would not be comfortable where it was so dusty. Well, and, and he'd have to back it down, and then he'd have to work his way back up again. And I would see it, so I don't like telling people about my secret spot at Ormond, but the way they laid it out this year, it works out great. You can stand at mile two, one and a half, two. Then you can jump over and get mile six and a half, and then you can jump back over and get like seven and a half, eight. So you can see three spots within a hundred yards of each other. You could watch it; they would come by you at mile two, and they'd all be pretty well spaced out. When they got to mile six and a half, six six and a half, the gaps would all be a little bit tighter. Once they got out of those real, real fast sections, they got into that little bit of a little bit of new trail, quote unquote, um, air air parentheses new trail. But they got through the tight stuff where there wasn't dust, where they could kind of make up a little bit of time, and then you could already see it going back. By the time they got to mile eight, the gap was already stretching because they got back into the faster stuff. And I think the dust just it, it's hard to go fast in the dust, and I can only imagine going that speed. Yeah. So. But yeah, overall, uh, 
Thorne, first place. Jason Tino, second. Kyle McDonald, third. Uh, Braden Ouellette, fourth. Hicks was fifth. Justin was seventh. And he then... 5-7. You missed a number there. Oh, sorry. Justin was sixth. I don't, listen, I didn't, I didn't print out anything this week. Seven was Joe. I think Joe Ferrero was in there. And then we started getting into the the AVEC guys. Corey Dalton rounded out the top ten. Uh, Joey Ford was right in there, too. Darren Huff came in there. So, normal contenders, if you were at uh, any of the ECAs last year, same same guys. But, yeah, overall, good race. I think the only thing left I, I wanted to mention was um, entry. The rider limit, the money. Here we go. We did real well. I, I, I'd say we're probably we're probably forty five minutes in already, and I don't think we pissed anybody off. But here it is. Here it is. So the rider limit. I did find out that was not an ECA thing. That was a club thing. Whether that was property owner or club, I don't know that, but it was not ECA. So. ECA is off the hook there, but the whole rider limit thing wasn't really a big deal for me. I really like the online sign up. It makes it so much easier. I showed up on Saturday. I scanned my helmet. Guess what? I don't have to go back up to the sign up trailer for the rest of the year. I have stickers. They gave me a couple extra. All I have to do is go through tech and you really don't even have to do that, but it makes it so much easier. So I get that some people like to sign up the day. I know I left my house at like 6.45 and I had passed a small VW car with Pennsylvania tags with a motorcycle trailer driving the opposite way from the track. So I can only assume... Now, the, the track had a D2 or race, whatever. Right. So Field of Dreams did have a D2 track, but... When you pass a KTM with a headlight and Pennsylvania tags driving away from Ormond Farms, I, I don't want to assume, but I'm going to, that it probably had something to do with them not getting in. But regardless of that car, we do have a very good friend of ours, uh, Trevor Valentine, raced the entire series with me last year, was the reason that I made it to every round last year. We were both 100% club, raced every single race, we're at every single race, camped at every single race, but one. He, busy this time of year, runs a landscaping business, didn't see any of the Facebook stuff online. He texted me like two days after they put the rider list up on Facebook, like, hey, what's this? And I was like, you didn't online sign up? He's like, no, I had no idea. Well, there's somebody who won a championship last year for A-Light, made every single round, and he missed it because he didn't see the Facebook post, which in ECA defense it wasn't like it sold out in two minutes it was over a week before it sold out I'm not gonna you can't get on them too much for that but it sucks when you have a situation like that where he didn't get the ride now that isn't too bad but when you look at the the rider signing list and I don't want to give any names because it's a buddy of mine, and there's no hate, no hate comp toward him. But there was a guy on the front line who was not signed up for the race. 
was not on that pre-entry sheet that they posted on Facebook. And he showed up and raced. I don't know the full story. I just know he wasn't on the list and raced. That that kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have rules, you gotta apply rules to everyone, not right. one. Right. You know, you can't pick and choose who gets to follow and who doesn't. And now I will say again, devil's advocate for for whoever here, ECA, CDR, whoever made the decision, said double A rider doesn't get a drop. Double A doesn't get a drop, so they get they have eleven rounds. A two fifty, A open, any other class gets a drop. So missing one race isn't the end of the world. If you still make the rest of them, you know you're still in contention for a championship. You're not in contention for a hundred percent. Which, hey, just going. To, I mean, I spent a lot of money going to the races last year. Being Trevor, both did, but I got a free race out of it. He got some goggles. We got you. Know, we got a little swag. I think we both got gift cards, or I got a gift card. But that little hundred percent club helps. And missing the closest race, like that late race, is literally three minutes from his house. <laughs> you. Yeah, he's, everybody, he's, everybody past drove his past house. his house. Yeah, he sat in his house all day and worked on it while everybody beeped on the way there and the way back. So that's a tough one. But uh, just, right, if you're going to make a rule, hold it to everybody. And, hey, there was there was probably, what, 25 people that weren't there? I know of at least three. I mean, that signed up and weren't there. Yes. There was a few, when I looked at scoring, there was a significant little chunk at the bottom of people who did not complete a lap that did not start. So, hey, maybe you maybe you get a, a 25 rider wait list. It, I mean, at that point, the club and ECA doesn't care because those people already paid. Whether they ride the, cor- the course or not, they're not getting their money back. Right. So, I don't know. Again, just ideas, things I've seen on the weekend overall. I, I want to make sure I state this. Good event. Has its problems like everything else, but it went off without a hitch. I didn't see any major injuries. Track was rideable. Going on, you guys. Thank you, CDR, for putting on a great event. Thanks, ECA. Thanks, everybody who uh, put your time in. Yep, thank you. So I think that's all we got for talking about the uh, the track. I think we'll leave it there. Um, I'll throw in real quick the couple interviews I have. So uh, give these guys a listen. Hey, if you don't follow these guys, give these guys a follow. Everybody, so everybody here at this weekend, we talked to Thorne, Jason, Kyle, and Braden. These guys have been awesome to me so far. They've been super, super helpful in letting me come talk to them and interview them and and behind the scenes talk. So give these guys a follow. Rep the brands. Try to help them guys out. So, we'll be right back. All right, we got Braden Nolette here, fourth uh, at AA Ormond Farms. How'd your race go? Yeah, it went good. Uh, the start, I've been working on it, but I hit the gas a little too soon. Bike flamed out, so didn't get the best start. And then I got off, I was probably, I don't even know, sixth, seventh. And uh, just the dust was really holding me back. I couldn't get close enough to anybody to where if they made that little mistake, I could make that move on them. So it was definitely hard getting around people, like for dust-wise. But once I got around, I was able to kind of put my head down and put it in those good laps, try and stay smooth, stay out of all the powder and all that. And, uh, yeah, I was able to come up to fourth and 
close the gap on third, but otherwise I'm happy with it, but definitely just work on that start to try and get out front earlier. Yeah, conditions today were absolutely brutal. There was no berms. The insides were super slick. Talk about that. the the last two laps. You you made a, a really good charge um, and really cut down the gap between you and Kyle McDonald, who finished third. Uh, talk about how those last two laps feel for you. Yeah, no, they felt good. I mean, I'm usually a person to pick it up towards the end, and I'm trying to work on that, you know, because I have the speed there. It's just it, it starts coming a little, like, usually halfway through the race, the speed comes in. Um, and I just trying to get it to come out earlier, you know. So, yeah, no, I felt good. I was just trying to make the corner sweeping and not hit everything jagged and just try and ride smooth. And and last thing here, let's talk about the adjustment from GNCC to a local series here where you're used to going, pushing for three hours. What kind of changes do you need to make to, to take advantage of the two hours you're given here? Is there anything that you do different? Do you know that, okay, with – you know, two laps to go or an hour to go, you need to push. Talk that, Talk me through that. Yeah, so I like GNCCs. I try and almost pace myself in a way, like 98% in, like, the first two hours and then try and get that 100%, 102% in the last um, hour, like, riding-wise. So here it's almost trying, as soon as that flag drops, the fitness is there, so I'm able just to, like, hammer down the whole time, you know. So it's more of just, like, um, trying to hammer the whole time. Like, I still do a couple water bottles and stuff, but I'm trying just to drink out of my pack and not have to stop and just go. Hey, well, impressive ride today. Who you got to thank for it? Yeah, I'd like to thank my dad, especially. We drove all day yesterday pretty much, and now we're going to drive home. And uh, my mom, my parents, everyone, my brother. I'd like to thank Trail Jesters, KTM, and everyone else. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Let's talk. Let's talk crap on microphone instead of talking. You know, not on microphone. I want to. I want to get all this criticism recorded so I know how to do better. Kyle McDonald, third overall at Ormond Farms. Talk me through your race. How'd it go? How'd you feel? Let's hear about it. Well, I actually had a good start. <laughs> Surprise! That never happens. Yeah, I was. I was probably at least mid pack, so that was good. And going into the woods, I was about four, so I was real happy with that to start and. But after that, it was pretty much a quiet day for me. I got around Corey and then sat in third the rest of the day. So wasn't too far off of Tina the first couple laps, but I wasn't making up time. And but at the same time, you weren't losing time. I just had the same conversation with, with Tino and with Thorne. You guys almost seemed – the dust is tough today. You, you either have to be right on somebody's tail or you have to be out of the dust enough to run fast. So there's only so much you can do. Uh, talk about the track. How was the track today other than the dust? And, and uh, we had gnarly conditions. Let's talk about that. The track actually held up pretty good, I guess, because it was so dry. It wasn't getting rutted or whooped out. <laughs> so it held up very nice. And the uh, only place that started to get a little rough was over in the swamp section where it got wet and the roots were coming up. But even that didn't get too bad during the race. So, yeah, it, was, it felt pretty good. How was the how was the chatter out there? I know at the end of the C race, the the braking bumps going into the corners was real bad. The chatter was, it was crazy. My suspension was way off today. Did you, did you find that, or you just go around everything? You're so fast. C riders version of chatter and whoops is completely different than what we call it. So it wasn't that bad now. <laughs> yeah, my my chatter is your flat. I, I just go slow. <laughs> Who you got to thank? Who's got your back for uh, getting you out to these races? I gotta thank my parents, uh, my wife. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I can't call her my girlfriend no more. <laughs> I was waiting. I, <laughs> I was waiting for you to mess that up. 
So my brother and my sister, uh, Beta, Bromley Motorsports, um, Phase Moto. What? Oh. Hey, I made, <laughs> I made a post on, I, was, I, I tried to get as much as I could up on the Instagram today. The Phase stuff looks great. The only problem is I'm a big, fat old dude, and their stuff doesn't fit me. So if you can talk to my buddy over there at Phase, listen, I don't want nothing for free. I'll pay for it. Just tell him to give me something that fits me. I'll wear it. <laughs> Yeah, their gear, it is it is a tighter fit, but it is very comfortable. Yeah. And I've had a couple of them where they actually snag trees, and the jerseys don't rip nowhere near as easy as, like, previous jerseys I've had. It's called athletic fit, and I am not athletic. <laughs> and, and not fit. <laughs> not fit. <laughs> That's what everybody says, are you in shape? I'm in shape. I'm a circle for sure. <laughs> but, and, hey, what's up with the, the black beta this year? It looked really good, but I was surprised when I seen it today. You probably like it because yours is black, too. No, no. We're out of the black. I don't like black anymore, but yours look good. Yeah, um, I guess it's a new option they did this year, so I bought a – I only bought one kick because I wasn't sure if I was even going to like it and put it together yesterday, and it doesn't look bad, so we'll run it. I, I had a couple out there in the woods. People were like, what, 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 what? Yeah, it looked good. So, hey, good ride today. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thank you. All right, we got Jason Tino here, second overall in the day here at Ormond Farms. Talk me through your ride. Uh, yeah, I got off to a good start and got to the lead and then Thorne passed me in the woods taking a good line and he just dusted me out from there and I rode my own race pretty much by myself. And I, that deserves as much credit as a, a first place ride. Once you get lost in the dust today, it takes a lot just to be able to settle in and ride your own race. And hey, honestly, after I saw you, I was telling Thorne, I saw you at about mile, mile two. And you, and that was the second lap, and you seemed to hold that gap, and, and that's a, a statement in itself. I was telling Thorne how great you rode, rode today. Um, what's, it, what's it been this year? Clearly you went down south and ride and been spending a lot of time in it. Is there anything in your program that's really set it over the top for you this year? Uh, yeah, definitely riding the GNCC has helped me out a whole lot here, switching to the two hours. Uh, I feel fresh at the end. But uh, mainly my hydration steps is uh what i've been changing up and it's working really good taking hammer so hammer oh i i run i run twisted t's in my camelback that, that seems to work well for me i don't know maybe that that explains the gap between c class and double a uh, we'll talk about the difference between gnccs and these locals here going from three hours to two hours what steps do you take what advantage do you have or disadvantage talk me through that yeah, so the GNCCs, they run the quads through, so obviously they're a lot wider. This is more single track. Hold on, hold on. This was not single track for the record. Today was not single track. This shit was wide open. The hell it was. It was single track compared to the GNCC. No, this is, listen, I'm overriding you here. That's bullshit. This track sucked. The track did suck. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't need Jason to say that. That's me. That's East Coast Overroad, uh, East Coast Offroad, Sammy Nick saying that. The track sucked. But, now, what's talk about it. What's the difference between GNCC and, and these locals and, and how you manage the difference? Yeah, like I said, GNCC is a whole lot wider, um, and there's a lot more lines that you can take. you got to look a lot more forward in GNCC. Um, and here it's all about finding the smooth edges. And there are lines to take, but not as many as GNCC. Yeah, I noticed it in my race. Even just being six inches off the main line was a tremendous difference and being in the in the bump and in the chatter. Hey, great ride. Who you got to thank for it? I know you got Rainier Pump uh, backing you guys up. Who else you got Who else you got in your corner? Yeah, definitely the whole Reiner Pump team, my family, uh, mom, dad, Kyle, um, <clears throat> my older brother Kyle, um, KTM, Dunlop, my homies right here. They all 
came out to the peanut gallery over here. Nah, I call them my crew, my posse. <laughs> You're giving them way more credit than they deserve. Hey, no, they, nah, I'm they just ride, kidding. I'm just kidding. With, they ride with me at home, so I don't gotta ride by myself. So that's awesome. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't call it that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Dunlop tires, um, Cherby's plastics, FMF wheel works, Kevin Source, uh, works enduro rider. Um, Drew Smith, everybody knows him. But uh, yeah, suspension worked really good. And everyone else who I forgot to mention, thank you very much. Hey, thanks, buddy. And thanks for coming out to a local and uh, giving Thorne a run for his money. Hell yeah. Only one, this one. <laughs> I, here we are, uh, Ormond Farms, ECA, round one. We got Thorne Devlin came down, got a weekend off from GNCCs and nationals and sprints and everything else he does. First place. Talk me through your race. How'd it go? It's good. Oh, we'll find out. Are we live? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was really good. Um, I just I got a decent start. I think I was like third or fourth and just crawled back uh, through the pack. And uh, Tino was leading there for a bit. I actually couldn't I couldn't decide on the first lap if it was uh, Kyle or if it was Jason. I couldn't tell because he had 41 on the side plates. And I knew that was his number, but... I thought he would have one, but uh, no, he was riding really good, and we were just cruising on the first lap, and then I kind of put the pressure on him and was able to get around him, and then I, I kind of figured if, if I could use the dust in my advantage and just kind of check out there on the first lap, get ahead, and then just hold the gap and stay comfortable. That's, so that's, that's kind of what I did, and um, I had fun. I played it safe and got gas there on the last lap with just the normal screw top, so we lost a little bit of time quite a bit of time there <laughs> on that pit but um it's all good i had a lot of fun and yeah i think i'll be back at round two hopefully as long as there's not a, another national i'll be here man that might have just talked me into coming around too shoot it should be sahara on the 15th all right i'm out <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> well you hey you let me know if you're there all there <laughs> yeah it was pretty apparent that uh, i i caught you at about mile two on the second lap and and by then you had had honestly a sizable lead and, and you almost just held that lead the whole race i'm assuming that a decent bit to do with that was the the, the dust because we'll give jason his props here he was hauling behind you yeah, he's riding really, well. really well but um yeah let's talk about the track a little bit very very dusty very very hard pack how'd you manage the conditions what was it that that put you over the edge and, and got you the first place finish yeah, it was super dusty. Um, it was pretty square edge dry, so uh, it was a little rough on on your front end of you know trying to hold on. So um, I was just trying to hit the outsides, get back up on the or yeah, hit the outsides, get back up on the inside, and try to stay out of the uh, braking bumps, leaving and exiting the corner. So um, just something I you know work on at GNCC. So I was trying to just use what I learned at GNCC and apply it here and um, it was good like I, like you said Tino was riding really well um, I when I stopped to get gas in the last lap I looked over and saw him coming through the woods and I knew he had to be within a minute minute and a half so um, he kept me honest and and that's awesome for him you know he's got a number one plate and everybody wants that so it's really cool to see him defending it and uh, yeah, it's awesome to be able to race against them and race all the guys that, man, I haven't been here in years. We raced here nonstop as kids, you know, and I, I'm, there's so many people I'm seeing from 85, 65 days, and it's 
it's freaking awesome. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. We grew up racing NEOCs, and it's cool to see the the NEOC youth finally not finally, but but coming through the yeah. coming through the leagues and running you know top amateur, top XC two, top XC one at GNCCs. So it's been sweet. Anybody you got to thank? I know you got to thank the uh, 760 guys putting an awesome bike together. Man, this thing looks good through the woods. Who else you got to thank? Yeah, 760 Motorsports, Billy and Mandy Ole, um, IMS, ODI, Funnel Web Filters, Engineice, XC Gear, TI Designs, um, Graphics Company. If you need a sticker for it, they'll make one. Uh, they're really good people. Motoil, DP Brakes, Dunlop, P3, Focus X Gear. Uh, ODI grips and bars um, yeah and everybody 60 helmets everybody else behind me I really appreciate it, it takes it takes an army these days and always has you know to to be able to race on the weekends and and keep doing it as a living it's it takes a team and I'm just I'm really fortunate to be able to do it so thank you hey and thanks for taking an off weekend and coming to a local I, I know the fans appreciate it I appreciate it and it's great for even the other guys in double a to have somebody to chase around a little bit yeah, I was going to keep the cardio in check, and <laughs> here I just gave my lungs full of dust. So, Listen, if I had an off weekend off, I'd be drinking. So, <laughs> Thanks, Thorne. Absolutely, man. All right, so we're back. Hope you guys liked the interviews. Again, thanks to those guys. Appreciate it. Just a couple more things we want to hit on real quick. A um, little National Enduro talk from this weekend. If you want a real good breakdown of the event, check out OTP. Can't give, that, can't give T-Shop enough credit for what he's doing right now. So go check them out. He goes real in depth, talks to Stu. They talk about everything. So check them out. What I saw from the weekend was Ben Kelly was an animal. Another great ride for Grant Baylor. I think that ride says a lot about his program. I think they're figuring it out. And I'm pumped for them, for everything that they've gone through. To Hopefully they can carry some momentum into the GNCC this weekend. And then Ryder riding at the podium. Really good ride for him. I mean, this is what he needs that he needs that this year. You know what I mean? He came off that team and yeah, he, and he came in in on a really unsteady program at the end of the year. wasn't sure where he was going to be, what he was going to do, and he's putting it together. The coastal guys, he has nothing but amazing things to say about those guys and the bike and everything. I saw this weekend he was on a three fifty and on the two fifty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, nothing really else stand out. Stu, of course, back. Guy's an animal. I don't think I would ride with a broken finger, let alone a broken back. He is cleared, but still incredible for the timeline. What's it, five days? Cleared Tuesday, <laughs> riding Sunday. And if you, again, go listen to the T-Ship uh, OTP podcast. He talks about, you know. They, Self-diagnosed <laughs> PT. Well, and then they, they bumped up an appointment here. They scooted this around a little bit. Apparently, he's going on vacation for two weeks, so they got to get it in before them. So, helpful tip to uh, any kids trying to get back from injury. Call your doctor. Tell them you're going on vacation. You need to get in sooner, and maybe they'll slip you in. So, But you got to know your body pretty well for things like that. Like, I don't want to <clears> tell <throat> any kid to go do that because kids yeah, are, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, kids. Don't do that, but. Once you once you've been around the, the and done it a long time, you can be like, okay, I know my body. I know I'm healed enough that I think I can go ride, or I'm not healed enough. Right. And in Stu's case, he has a job and a family, and he said, "Hey, duly noted, I'm gonna go raise my butterfly." So he's got some big stuff going on. I know I'm just swinging from him, but 
shows just went totally private for the most part and they got a cool thing going on down there i think between him and caleb i think this is more public but still still pretty private the whole training facility for the off-road side for the gncc side i think it's a huge benefit we'll see i think it'll take a couple years to really show whether or not it's going to work but I think it's a good start. I think it's stepping up, or stepping the game up already. I mean, if anything, in a world of places where there's less and less things to ride, it's another property that has a great facility who puts on races. So, bravo to those guys. Hope they can keep it up. Hope, hope we can get some more of them. Maybe get some some up here. Be cool. So. That's pretty much all I had for the National Enduro. I didn't. We were racing. We didn't really get to follow it too much. And the times are. I can't find the times right now of what they ran to see who won what well, test. I did it, see Grant Baylor did win the five hundred dollar Enduro cool. Engineering Award for spoiling Ben Kelly's sixth test winning streak. Yeah, and you know they were happy to write that check because yeah, they were, were about to lose two G's and they they saved it five hundred dollar bucks. That's cheap insurance. So, but any time that they're putting money into the pockets of pros it we've been saying it this whole time t-ship says it all the time a rising tide raises all ships the more these series start putting out money the more people start putting out money it it'll grow and it'll make the riders it'll make more people want to race them we'll get better competition in I, again i think it's a, a positive overall so i think grant's ride hopefully can carry it into this weekend back to gncc racing this weekend we had a little bit of an extended break here but mother's day weekend we're in ohio this weekend ohio you would know the gncc schedule better than i have been so busy i don't but next year i mean we're trying to go yeah that's my that's my plan that's our plan is to try to do try to do at least do eight of them if you can't make it every single one because two trips to indiana is a lot but yeah we definitely want to run some more and i think for for the podcast i think locals are a good filler it's cool catching up with the the local guys and most of them run gnccs anyway but gncc is where it's at for us for this thing to get some more traction and stuff man i can't wait for snowshoe uh, i guess we're just going to skip over the race this weekend I'm super excited for snowshoe got a couple a couple people who have reached out to me who want to who love the podcast and i said hey like i'll be a snowshoe let's get you on and they've all been open ears for it so man that's gonna be a tough one am i gonna be a party or am i gonna be a dirt bike i don't know yet i don't know i think we might just take everything and make a game time decision if everybody wants to be boring on friday and saturday night then i guess i'll race but if somebody wants to have a good time yeah i'm a good good time time. yeah I think that's it. You got a little bit of a boring episode this week, I think. No, and I don't think it was. The one thing I have gotten from everybody who's reached out to us is they like hearing about the the club side of it, the the local series side of it. So everybody who reached out, I don't. I felt like I couldn't go ten minutes this weekend without somebody saying, "Hey, like, listen to the podcast." I had somebody today. I was at my chiropractor, and they were like, "Hey, listen to the podcast." Like, thank you appreciate it guys it makes it it makes it easier so we're always we're trying to evolve this thing if you caught me after the main 
changed up. We got a we got a new like handheld recorder. Makes it way easier to do interviews with. So hopefully that'll help at especially at locals. Locals it makes it easy to carry, but at GNCCs it's way easier to walk up to a pro and say, "Hey, you got two seconds and just stick a mic in their face," than it is to pull out a microphone and all the stuff I was doing before. So. We're figuring it out. Hopefully, we can bring some better content, more content. Everybody seems to love the little race program I do during the day. It worked out well this weekend with scoring being down. I was I was overlapping you a little bit and didn't realize it. Well, it worked out well because the one time Miss Thorne, you got him. Um, yeah. yeah. So again, I don't think more content is better. I don't think you know what I mean. I don't right. think we can really mess that up. So. You got to remember, too, I just got done racing. I was really tired. Did I not race? I may or may not have been drinking some iced tea. So You were pretty... uh, Yeah, I drank a lot of iced tea. There was a lot of iced tea when when you came by me after the race. We're going to leave it at that. I had a lot of iced tea. If you know me, you know me. So, But overall, it was a good time, good weekend, and... Yeah, we'll see. We got Sahara Sands in two weeks. You don't know if you're racing yet? Yeah, I don't know. Game time decision. Hey, I might get rain for the next two weeks, and I might have to hammer down plants for a weekend, or I might get plants in the ground for the next two weeks, and it might rain. Pray for rain. Throw my paddle on and go play out in the mud. So, guys, have any questions or anything? Hit us up on Instagram. Slide into the messages had a bunch of people so far reaching out it's fun it gives me something to do when i'm sitting in the tractor at work and i think that's that's it for the night must be nice to you know not do much yeah because all i do all day is just do nothing operate and break shit i'm pretty good at breaking shit i do have one question for you um just about what are the downloads like from start to now i'll be honest i was the first two episodes, I was all over them. The first one was great, of course. New, everybody's got to check it out. The interviews from Camp Coker went okay. They were pretty good. The, that second episode we did, like actual episode, was a little bit on the lower side. But again, we were both beat tired that night. Yeah. And there wasn't really too much to talk about. We could we were talking about Camp Coker. But I think our audience right now is, is more locally based. So... That might not be as interesting to them. So hopefully this one, again, hits off. The Rich one, last time I checked, was doing really well. But I kind of took Rich's philosophy on this. Is, it is what it is. Yeah. You, be I, happy. We've been, I've been having a bunch of fun just doing this, talking to people, the Instagram, the podcast. So, man, I don't care if we got two people listening or ten people listening or a thousand people listening. When we stop having fun, you let me know. We'll stop doing it. Um, Sounds good. I'll keep talking for forever. You love talking, that's for sure. Yeah, my mouth is going to get me in trouble one of these days. and I don't care. I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. you almost got a phone call last night. So. Oh, boy. But, all right. Appreciate you guys. We'll uh, catch you in two weeks. Thank you. See ya.